Isaiah chapter 53. <clears throat> Emma, you gotta crack it open for me. All right. <clears throat> Apologize, I'm not in a tie. I prefer to have tie on when I preach. I uh, I have difficulty with dress shirts. Um, <clears throat> they don't always fit because of the inflammation. Right. And. Uh, and a tie doesn't look real good with a, a polo shirt. So you'll have to bear with us this morning. I trust it won't affect the hearing of the word. It's not going to affect my preaching. It's just a personal preference of mine. In Peru, they joke about you got to have a tie on when you preach because that's the power. Hey, that's the joke. I don't know where it came from, but we joked about that was the power. I always heard it was a noose for them to string you up by if they didn't agree with your preaching. All right. <clears throat> I want to look at the word pleased. Pleased. I think naturally all men, women, boys, and girls think that they're pleasing to God. I think that's our natural position. I think that, well, I don't think I know that was my position, and I'm, I'm fairly convinced that's everybody else's position. That you come in in this world, and you think you're just top stuff. How could God be displeased with me? Right. Look how great I am. And if, if I'm not that great, I'm not as bad as that fellow over there. Right. <clears throat> I want to look at this word here. I, I, want to, I just want to read some of these verses with that in mind. Remind us that there's no pleasing to God outside of the Lord Amen. Jesus Christ. Amen. My children know when I'm pleased with them. I knew when my parents were pleased with me. And as a child of God, we know when God's pleased with us. I'm going to put forth this question to you today. Are you pleasing to God? Yeah. Apart from Christ, you're not. Yeah. 
He's not happy with you. He's angry with the wicked every day. My kids have seen me angry with them. I mean, it went beyond not pleased. You know, we say, well, you know, we have a a, a spectrum, if you would, of emotions. Pleased, neutral, not pleased, angry. You know, pleased you'd be overwhelmed with. God is angry with the wicked. You might say, well, I'm not wicked. The Bible says you are. God's seen all of you, and there is nothing pleasing to Him. It says here in Isaiah 53, verse 10, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. See that word bruised and bruised him, you ought to think about the promise in Genesis. Bruise his heel. It pleased the Lord to bruise Christ. You might be saved. That defies logic. Amen. Christ, who had done nothing amiss, who was had that perfect fellowship with God, who was without sin, who pleased the Lord, the Bible tells us, yet at the same time, it pleased God to bruise him. And when did that happen? When our sins were put upon him. But it pleased the Lord to do that. You might be saved. Isn't that something? He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. It pleased God to bruise Christ. That doesn't seem... That doesn't make sense, does it? You would think that it would please God to bruise, if you would, those who are wicked. But the Bible says He doesn't have any pleasure in their death, does He? His desire, his, He takes pleasure in repentance, faith. A lot of people accuse him of being a merciless God. He's merciful. He has no pleasure in the death of 
you that are lost. It, it doesn't make him more God in your death. It doesn't make him more God in saving us. But it pleased him to bruise Christ. To what end? Salvation. That was the purpose of Christ being bruised. The salvation of men, women, boys, and girls. To look at another passage in the New Testament. This kind of goes along with what we've said already. Matthew chapter chapter three, verse seventeen. Matthew three, verse seventeen. He says, and lo, this is when Christ is baptized and he's submitting to the will of the Father, you see. He's, he is putting on that yoke of the servant of, of, of the Father, of, of God. And when he's baptized, the Bible says... Verse 17, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. You will never find it said, and I've said this time and again, where God is pleased with anyone outside of Jesus Christ. A lot of people say, Well, I I think God's pleased with me. Two things. Do you know it or do you think it? And number two... What are you basing that on? Because the Bible tells us that God cannot lie. I can tell you to your face, say, oh yeah, I'm pleased with you, and turn around and go, I'm I'm not pleased with them at all. Because I have the capacity to lie. He does not. And so... If the Bible, which is the Word of God, says that He's angry with you, He's pleased with Christ, He's angry with you, then, and He can't lie, what basis do you have to think you're pleasing to God? None. Absolutely none. This is my beloved son whom I am well pleased. Look over to the book of Ephesians. I probably used these in a sermon or two before. And that's okay. But as we were praying, these came to mind. Ephesians 5, and I want to know verse 1 and 2. It's really verse 2. We're not going to find the word pleasing here at all. But I think we can see the concept. 
He says in verse 1, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. You ever smelled something that's not a sweet-smelling savor? Maybe pungent, odorous, garbage. Maybe you've, you've had a compost pile. That does not smell good. That's what sinners are to God. God had said of Nineveh, that their sin had come up before him like a waft of, of, of stench, foul stench. But Christ, he is a sweet-smelling savor. He's, he's well-pleasing to God, isn't he? He is well-pleasing to God. And so, I want to look at some, a couple more verses. Hebrews chapter 11. Well, how can I become pleasing to God, you might ask. There's... There's me and there's Christ. How can I become pleasing to God? Well, the Bible's plain and clear on these things. And this is true for every creature. Doesn't matter how wicked you've been, how sinful you are, what sins you've committed or not committed. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, but without faith it is impossible to what? To please him. It's impossible. One cannot please God apart from faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you can put your thumb there. We'll come back to that. So if you're, if you're saved, if you've believed in Christ, you're now in Christ and you now are a sweet smelling savor to God. You're now uh, that which is pleasing to Him because you're in Christ. Look over, if you would, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, if you're in Christ... You still need to be pleasing to him. Mm-hmm. 
Your standing is that you're pleasing to God. But what is your conduct? Is our conduct pleasing to God? Look what Paul says here. He's writing under the church at Corinth. And we know Corinth, Corinth had some conduct that God was not pleased with. Think maybe you, I have some conduct he's not pleased with? Listen to this. <clears throat> I know this is a, something we like to say. Verse 6 we'll read, Therefore we are always confident knowing that while we are home in the body we are absent from the Lord. For walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. That's, a lot of people say that. Well, he didn't stop there. Look what he says next. Verse 9. Wherefore? Because one day, we that are saved are going to be present with the Lord. We labor, or I'm told the Greek there means we are ambitious. That whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him, or we may be well-pleasing unto Him. For or because... We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Is your conduct pleasing to Christ? Is our conduct pleasing to Christ? Is the conduct of the Bible Baptist Church of Plant City pleasing to Christ? My conduct pleasing to Christ? Say, oh, I'm saved. That's not the end of it. Right. We're to live for Him who died for us. Oh, I go to church... Okay. Well, I go to his church. Okay. I believe the doctrines of grace. Okay. But are you living for him? We, we've studied a couple, almost two full chapters of the Gospel of Mark. And the Gospel of Mark dives right into the life of Jesus. If you set his life and your life, his life and my life up against each other, like, a, 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 what are those called? Those uh, transparencies, remember the clear pages they put over? You kids know I got that book of Bible maps and it's, it's a white page and you flip that clear page over it. Would you and Christ line up? 
Would we line up with him? Now I know I'm not talking every every jot and tittle. I'm not trying to beat us up here. But you know it often comes you might wonder have I ever done anything pleasing to God? If you remember Lord's kind of a church you can ask the question have I done anything pleasing to him since I I submitted to scriptural baptism? Because he's pleased with that. When Christ did it, he said, it's my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. I believe he's pleased with everybody who submits to scriptural baptism. Well, what about since then? I go to church. That's great. Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. I'm not trying to diminish that. That is a wonderful thing. There are so many who have forsaken the assembly of the Lord's kind of a church. For one thing or another. Don't you do it. I believe this doctrine. Good. Keep believing it. If it's of the Bible, if it's not, quit believing it. Believe the truth. Turn back to Hebrews 11. I'll close with this. Hebrews 11. And look at verse 5 and 6. And this is what I say about our conduct. Remember, the Bible says in the Old Testament that Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. And then in Hebrews 11.5, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He might not have pleased anybody else, but he pleased God. And I promise you this, if you are pleasing to God, there are going to be some people you'll never please. They might be family, they might be friends, they might be church members, they might be pastors, they might be other preachers. But you'd be concerned about pleasing God. And then it says, but without faith it is impossible to please Him. See, it's impossible to please God without saving faith, and it's impossible to please God without living faith. For we walk by faith, or you might say walking faith. Not by sight. Enoch, he walked by faith, didn't he? For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When's the last time he did something to please God? I like the consistency of church going. I like the consistency of, of, of believing the doctrines of the scriptures of the Lord. 
I like the consistency that so many have of supporting the Lord's work and the Lord's men because the Bible tells us Paul said that he had received of churches of the Lord a sweet-smelling savor unto God. There in the book of Philippians. Those are things that God is pleased with. How about the, the, the uh, uh, sacrifice of praise, that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name and sharing with others or communicating with others that which God has given to us. The Bible says God's pleased with that. Then turn the page over to Hebrews 13. We can read that real quick. I, I, I was mistaken. I didn't lie. I was mistaken. I'll go read one more. Hebrews 13, 15. By Him, therefore... Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name, but to do good and to communicate or to share with others what you have. Forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Oh, He's well pleased. Isn't that something Let me ask you this. Do you have Jesus Christ as your Savior? I know a lot of people say, well, He has me. Okay. But if He's your Savior, have you communicated or have you shared Him with others? Uh oh. You think it's pleasing to God to do all these others and leave that one off? You know, that was the first one in the Great Commission, wasn't it? That's the first one. Go ye therefore, teach all nations or make disciples. That's the first one. <clears throat> All right, let's let's just close in prayer right there. Let the Spirit of God take care of that one. We're gonna have word of prayer. We're gonna sing a hymn, and then Brother Crowder's gonna come read uh, another set of scriptures. Uh, if that's all right with you, brother. Okay, and uh, and then that will that'll conclude the service. And if you just want to read through them, that'll be fine. You don't have to. I, if you feel that, Lord, go ahead. But I don't know what you got. It's already twenty after twelve. All right, Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day. We thank you for your help, watch, care, and protection over us. Lord, it's been a good service. We thank you for it. Help us that we might be pleasing unto you. We pray for these lost ones that you might bring them into Christ. That they'll be pleasing to you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Alright, we'll sing one hymn.